Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Right, welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. And in this particular special edition, my special guest is a seasoned keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, was voted the fastest growing speaker of 2018. And he's the number one on top of the 10 speaker list for 2019 in the Netherlands. Listeners, my guest today is Chris Borden. Chris, welcome to the personal branding podcast show. Hello, Bernard. Thank you for having me. Chris, tell us a little bit more about yourself and as a co-founder of the 10X uh, Digital Speaker Network. Let us know more about who Chris Borden is. So, hello everyone. So, I'm Chris. Um, just a little bit about me. I'm not going to bore you with too much, but I basically was born on a little tropical island called Vanuatu uh, in the Pacific. And I grew up there until I was about 13. Uh, and then I, I did my education in Australia and then moved over to the, ne- to the Netherlands to do a PhD. I've got four nationalities. So I'm French, I'm Australian, I'm Dutch, and I'm Nivanoatuan because I was born there. Um, and currently I live in the Netherlands, just south of Amsterdam in a little town called Oosgeest. And, um, and, and I, I spend most of my time now, uh, speaking, keynoting, and also training people on how to be a better speaker, how to be the best speaker they can be. So I'm, I'm traveling the world, uh, speaking on podiums, but also training people and training groups and teams and organizations on, on how to communicate in a more powerful way. Awesome. Uh, crazy nationality of four countries. That's interesting. That, that's, that's interesting to know. And you're not only a speaker, but trainer of speakers. So, Chris, the question on the mind of listeners, firstly, is how do one become a public speaker? And for that matter, how did you become the number one sought after in the Netherlands? What were your strategies and that we can learn from? Yeah, so you've got to understand that it's speaking is often not something you seek out. It's something that, that sort of falls upon you. Um, you get asked to, to present and you're either good at it or you're not. And when you start to present well, people ask you to do it more and more often. And then you get better and better at it because you're getting practice. And, and people ask you to speak even more and you get even better at it. And then there comes a time where you sort of start to think, oh, um, I, I'm spending most of my time presenting to other people. And actually, it was quite late before I realized um, I wanted to be a speaker. Actually, I didn't even know what. I didn't even know there was a, a thing called like professional speaking. And this was only um, two years ago. Mm. And um, it was, it, I was, so I was, if you back, just rewind a little bit. Um, I've been a serial entrepreneur for about 20 years. I've had eight companies, two institutes. Um, and, and, and I've been at the, I've owned my own digital agency and I've been on the boards of two other digital agencies. And in the Netherlands in 2015, I joined um, a large media group called IPG, IPG Media Brands. And I was responsible uh, for setting the new mission and vision for the agency, like defining sort of the next chapter, the next decade of where the agency should go. 
And that required me to communicate a lot to, to the employees, uh, communicating the mission and, and the mission and the vision. And, and, um, and I started doing that quite well because people really liked it. They turned up to the sessions and everything. And then, you know, one, one of the people I was training, he was, he was a trainee. He, he said, why don't you just be a speaker? Like, why don't you become a professional speaker? And at first I didn't want to. I said, uh, no, 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 no. You know, speaking is quite monotonous. It's quite boring actually, because <laughs> as a speaker, what you do is you repeat yourself over and over again. Like you get up on stage and you tell your story over and over again. And you try to make it interesting for yourself by trying to vary the types of stories, by trying to really understand the audience and by trying to connect with them better. But at the end of the day, you have a mission, you have a vision, you have an idea, you have your stories, and you just keep repeating them over and over again. You know, it's like those little those little bears with, with a little string and you just pull the string out and off it goes again always the same tune <laughs> and so and so yeah that that's that's what i was thinking about speaking and um and and it was um it wasn't until a few months later that i realized that there's there's actually a business behind speaking mm-hmm. and speaking is really really just a channel it's a channel towards leadership it's a channel towards being a thought leader and really advancing an idea or a cause leading something and leading really other people to be able to lead themselves, leading other people towards the change that they need to see towards the success that they need to meet. And, um, and so th- this started to go through my head and, and I started to sort of focus my energy on, okay, so how about I use this channel more effectively? How about, um, I start to speak on a more, structured and on a more professional level and that led me to deciding to break off from my company it was a really good job high paying six figures and and i quit i said listen i'm going to be a speaker now and that was only june last year and uh in june i got some training i got some training uh by eric admins who's one of the uh one of the best speakers in the world incredible speaker and uh incredible trainer as well so i joined his academy and and then after the academy i officially quit my job last july and then i started 10x digital which is my consultancy uh and and my main channel was speaking getting on podiums and talking about things like digital marketing future of tech the future of humanity future of technology how are we going to coexist with technology digital transformation, all these types of topics that are very relevant for organizations. And, uh, and, and so the first month in August, I, I got no gigs. Um, I didn't get paid and, and, um, and, and, but I had to, I had to, I had to keep going. Like you don't just stop because you hit one hurdle. So you have to learn from that. And, and then I started to market myself better. I started to brand myself better in that month. And I got my first um, paying gig in September in Vienna. It was a podium I spoke at for for um, for, for the globe for the European Print Conference. Um, and then things started to to fall into place quite quickly because my agent was uh, invited me to speak at the at the National um, Speakers Association conference in the Netherlands, which exposed me to a lot of event managers. And from there, I started to get invites to speak 
Um, and then what happened was it, it just went really quickly from there because I, I, I was invited to do a TED talk in October. That was my third month of speaking. I did a TED talk. Um, the funny thing is with that TED talk, we could cover a little bit later is uh, I prepared and gave the TED talk on the same day. I was only asked the day before and I was sick. I had my first big official gig, uh, the day after my TED talk. And, and then by November, I was fully booked. And in October, in December, I was rate, ranked or voted the fastest growing speaker in the Netherlands. In January, I found myself on the number one spot of the top 10 speaker list in the Netherlands. And in February, I started to get approached by magazines and, and they wanted to interview me on, on sort of how, how did you grow so fast? How did you, how did you move so quickly as a speaker? And so I think what I'll be talking to you about in this podcast is sort of the mindset that I developed and the decision making framework that I used to move so quickly, to make choices so quickly. And my TED talk was actually also about choices and the choices that we make. Yeah, it's, it's like everything happened that fast. And even as you speak, like it's, it's happened suddenly things that you are, you're, you're just on a rocket ship moving very fast. And people get scared in times or things like this between public speaking. But you're able to transition from exiting your job and finding find a theme or something to speak about, moving from unpaid gig to paid gigs and going global. So what are really what has been your really strategy and your mindset in getting there that can help others to also achieve such a level of success in the speaking industry? So you know. Um, at, at the core of everything, at the core of everything is, is just try. This is the mentality I'm using. Just try. Just try something. Like we, we have this quote from Nike. Yeah? It's a beautiful slogan. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And just do it. It's a beautiful thing. Just do it. But just do it when, when you have a family and I have three children and you have responsibilities, you have a lot of baggage, you have a lot of things that need you. Then just do it is a, I better be doing the right thing. Because what you're doing is you're borrowing time, you're borrowing attention, you're borrowing money, you're borrowing resources from the things that already own you, the things that you've committed to. So if you're going to divert those things to something else, then it better be the right thing. And, and so the just do it mentality was for me like, well, um, let's figure out what I want first and then I'll do that. Yeah. But, that's the hardest question to answer. What do you want? What do you want in life? Like the older you get, the tougher it gets to answer that question. And so I got into another mentality and that was just try. Like just try it. Like if it sticks, it's like throwing pasta up against the wall. Just try a few things and whatever sticks, keep doing more of that. And, and this was a journey. So I was, before I was a professional speaker uh, back in August last year, I was already speaking on quite often for about a year and a half and I was getting asked to do it more and more often. And, and, and if you go back to my first ever, um, keynote, opening keynote in Sweden, in Stockholm, uh, for my agency. So it wasn't a professional level. It was acting on my agency. Um, it was, um, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. And it was a keynote where. I turned up and I thought there were 50 people in the room and actually there were 600 people in the room yeah. and it was a gala event. It was, it was a grand event. Everyone was dressed up. There was music. There was a band. 
and, and it was an evening event and I was the opening keynote speaker and I had no idea. And I turned up on that podium and my slides didn't work. Mm. The videos in my presentation didn't work. Mm. Like everything went wrong, but it was one of the best presentations I've ever got, I'd ever given. And, and I'm still getting fan mail from that presentation because what happened was I really knew my stuff mm. and I delivered it in a very authentic way. And people connected with me and people connected with the stories I've told. And, and so, so, so the so key, quick, so quick keynote yeah? that you, you really knew your stuff. That's, that's a very important thing. You need to know your stuff because if you don't know your stuff, then you're going to be nervous. And if you feel nervous, the audience feels nervous. Mm. So that's one of the ways to mitigate fear is know your stuff. Now, in, in the trainings that I give, I actually cover, you know, the four ways to mitigate fear and nerves and turn them into excitement and really feel comfortable and, 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 um, and excited on stage. Uh, but let me get back to the story. So what this keynote did was it was one keynote. It was one talk and, and this talk actually opened up a whole slew of invites for me through my agency. So I started to talk for Microsoft, for Google, for Facebook, and for a lot of other um, technology companies. And and this gave me a lot of practice and a lot of experience to then say, okay, I'm going to now break free and I'm going to now do this on a professional level. And, um, and, and the first, one of the first things I did after I took the training uh, from Eric at Meads is develop seven mindsets. Seven mindsets that would be my decision making framework. Because you see, I'm a strategist and strategy is about choices. And when you're talking about this world we live in, you know, that's technology enhanced. Um, you know, the more technology we adopt into our lives, the faster we go because technology makes us faster. It makes our lives easier, but it also makes us faster because we can access information faster. We can connect faster. We can make decisions faster, often through algorithms, which is the, the core of my TED talk. Um, but also a good strategy is a strategy that's simple, that, that is clear, that you can remember, and that becomes a decision-making framework for you. So I developed these mindsets that allowed me to make decisions quickly. You know, do I go left or do I go right? Do I do it or do I, don't I do it? Um, if I do it, whose interest am I acting in? If okay, so, I do it, so Chris, what, yeah, before we, we delve deeper into your uh, seven strategy for your mindset development, and, and it means that one of the things you mentioned, which is very pivotal, is that you took training for speaking. And that is one of the things that I think I believe the upcoming speakers need to know that you mean, you must invest in your speaking career, in, in training your resources to enhance yourself, not yet the fact that you have desire to speak. You go out there speaking or hopping from one event to the other, but you must also equip yourself as you're there. The, absolutely. So one thing I, I never realized, but there's an art behind speaking. Like it's literally a skill. There is mm. there 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 are a number of things that if you know how to do these, you don't need any slides anymore. You are able to tell stories in an authentic way. You're able to make points quickly. You're able to move in a way that people get um, very addicted to to your body movements. And and um, and and these are just skills that you can learn. So um, this is why this is actually the the core behind why I launched um, my speaking uh, 
platform called 10x speaker which has a mission to await the speaker in you and and i'm trying to do it with one million people on this planet that's sort of a, a big fat hairy goal um and do it for free so allow people to come in and get a full day uh free speaker training um and go home feeling wow oh my goodness and and really what i'm trying to do is set off a spark within you so that you start to consider whoa communication Powerful communication is at the foundation of all growth, success and happiness in life. My success, my growth, my happiness is completely dependent on my ability to communicate effectively with other people and with myself. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize it's about communication. This is what separated us as a species, our ability to communicate, to communicate through words and through stories. And then when you start to realize that and you start to apply that in front of a group of people, which is very, very powerful now because we're in a digital world. We're hyper-connected. We can, we're doing all of our relationships through technology, on Messenger, on Facebook and Instagram, but we're losing the ability to communicate one-on-one and one-on-many. And so when someone is able to take the stage and create the, what I call the stage effect, um, well, actually, that, that's, that's a term that Eric Edmeads uses, um, but I use it as well. The stage effect is this effect that people start to listen to you and they give you their attention. And they start to change through your stories and through your words. And, um, and, and it's a very focused area of attention. On the stage, if you can capture attention, then you've got people's attention to tell them stories. And it's through stories that you create change in people. And, and when you can have those stories land in people's minds, uh, through, through focused attention on stage, then that can be a very powerful thing. Much more powerful than trying to do it in a fragmented way through, through a digital ecosystem. Okay. So now, can you walk us through your how to develop that uh, mindset uh, that to help you make decisions quickly and and and. Yep. So, um, so one of the things that 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 you need to realize as a speaker is who's the customer, who is your customer, who is your client, and most people think it's the audience. Most people think, well, I'm talking to the audience. It's them. It's them I need to please. It's them I need to influence. But it's actually not. They, they are actually the product. They are the product mm. of, of being a speaker. Your customer, your client is the event producer, the event manager, the event coordinator, the people that actually bring the people together. They are your client. And, and, um, and, and the audience is, is a product because what you're doing is you're really sending information to the audience through stories and making points in their minds that's going to have an impact on them sometime in the future. Sometime, uh, it could be later that day. It could be the next day. It could be over three years. If the stories were powerful enough, they're going to remember you and they're going to act on those stories. And so your client is the event manager and and uh, or the event producer, I clump it all, basically the people, you know, bringing the event to the audience. And so the mindset, number one, is make the event manager's life as easy and pleasant as possible. That that's It's as simple as that. So if the event manager has a problem, then I solve it. And so let, the event let, let, ma- let's take that again. You need, you need to make the, the events manager uh, life easier, right? Easier and pleasant. They and need pleasant. to, they need to. And pleasant, they need to, when they hear your name, they go, oh, Chris, yes, that is a speaker you need at your event. Mm. Chris solves everything for you. Chris is, is, is amazing to work with. 
This is what you need to implant into your customers' minds, your, the event managers and the event producers. Make their life as easy and pleasant as possible. And they will invite you back. They will recommend you to, up to their fellow colleagues and event managers. They will like you on social media. They will write recommendations and testimonials for you. They will do everything to pay you back because you've made their life uh, pleasant and you've made it easy because an event manager, it's, it's tough being an event manager. There are problems coming in left, right and center. And the speaker that's able to make their life easy is the speaker they want to work with. Okay. So that's the first thing that uh, you need to do to make their life easier. They should think of you when they think of you are the problem solver. You're meeting the needs of the, uh, the audience. So your target is going to focus on the event manager, those who book as speakers for the event, but not the audience. Absolutely. Because what the event manager is putting on an event. This is a business and what they have are sponsors. They have vendors and these sponsors and vendors need to feel like they're getting their money as well. And when you, and as a speaker, you're trying to make the event manager look good, look like, Oh my God, where did you find this speaker? Like he's amazing or she's amazing. And, and so what you do with this mindset is that you build in the sponsors, you build in the vendors, you, you build in, you make um, the people funding the event look good. So that's exactly what I did mm. in my talk in Sweden. I, it was an invite from Microsoft and I built them in, but in a very subtle way, I wasn't selling that. If you watch it somewhere in the middle of the talk, I say something and every, and everyone's jaw drops. It was the perfect thing to say. And Microsoft looked like the hero. Mm. And, um, and, and that's what you need to do as a speaker because guess what? Microsoft's invited me back to speak at least 15 times for them since then. That's, that's mindset number one. Mindset number two is make your speaker agent as successful as possible. Make your speaker now, as successful as possible. Okay. Now this is, this is an important one because as a starting speaker, you don't have a big network. Yeah. You don't have a big network of event managers, of companies wanting, even knowing about you as a speaker, but an agent does. An agent has a big network already. Um, so I'm with Astonblay Speakers in the Netherlands. It's the oldest, most established speaker agency in the Netherlands, and they have a massive network. Mm. So when what happens uh, in the speaking industry is that people get sick. People get sick all the time. Like people can't turn up. Flights get delayed. You know, uh, personal issues come in and, and often every event has speakers that don't turn up mm. and the event manager is now stressed. They need to replace them. They need to find another speaker. So what do they do? They call an agency because agencies have all the speakers on file. And so if you make your agent as successful as possible and you do that by acting in their best interest, by making them successful, they're going to make you successful too because the more successful you become, the more successful they become. Mm. So you need to remain with this mindset top of mind for them because when they get approached by an event uh, produced, I need a speaker, what they do is they look at their hundreds of speakers in their inventory and they pick out one or two, maybe three, and they propose this to the event manager. And you want to be in that list. And so this mindset allows you to get into that list because I'm best friends with my speaker agents. Everything I do is acting in his best interest. I'm here to make him successful. 
And so he tries to make me successful. And so what happened was, how did I get a TED Talk in month three? Well, I told him I wanted a TED Talk. At TEDx mm. uh, University of Amsterdam, someone was sick. A speaker didn't turn up. They called my agent saying, we need a speaker. We need them tomorrow. That's very tough for a TED Talk because most of the time you prepare these things for months ahead of time. Like a TED Talk is a big deal. It goes on YouTube. If you do it wrong, you could ruin your career. So it needs to be right. It needs to be prepared. And what did he do? Well, he called me. He asked me, do you want to, um, do you want to do the TED talk? And, 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 uh, well, I was sick in bed as well, but that's a complete other story. I actually said yes. <laughs> and, and I, and I, and I, and I actually prepared my TED talk in the morning and gave it in the afternoon. Awesome. It was rated the best TED talk of the day. It was, and, and it went viral on YouTube. So, and, and, and I prepared that TED talk in two hours. And that is uh, a result of me being trained as a speaker and knowing how to prepare a, a really powerful speech in a very short period of time. Oh, um, on, yeah, on this second mindset, by the way, make your speaker agent as successful as possible. A couple of other, uh, many other things happened. So he connected me to a book coach. I'm writing a book now, which is going to be coming out next, um, later this year. Um, in December, you know, the fastest growing speaker in the Netherlands. Well, that was his doing. That was him promoting me. And how did I get on the number one of the top 10 list for 2019? Well, that was my speaker agent influencing um, the decision makers so that I was number one. Because you see, I'm making him successful. So he's trying to make me successful. And that that is what this mindset achieves. Mm. So mindset number three is one of the most important ones. And that is always come with a no problems attitude. Because as a speaker, let's, let's have that again. Always, always have a no problems attitude. Okay. No problem attitude. So no problem, no problem. And literally that's what you say all the time. You say no problem. Actually, I say no worries often because I'm Australian and the translation of no problem in Australian is no worries. But no problem. It means that you don't see problems. All you do is see opportunities to solve. And event managers are full of problems. There are, there are people turning up late. There are people complaining. There are speakers um, not turning up. There are speakers going over time. There are, the, the catering goes wrong. Um, the technology's not working. The slides aren't working. There are problems. You've been to these events. There are problems all over the place. And when you're the speaker that has a no problem attitude, well, you're the speaker that the event producers want to work with because you're going to be solving problems for them. So, for example, uh, a speaker, for example, you've spoken in the morning, you gave your talk, and in the afternoon, a speaker doesn't turn up. They, they, they're caught in traffic. They, they just can't make the event. And they come and ask you because they're, they're going to expect no problem. Oh, would you like to do a second talk today? Um, oh, and it needs to be about a different topic. And you go, no problem. And, and I have the method now on how to prepare a very powerful speech in, in minutes and give a second one. Actually, what I do is I come prepared with two or three speeches because I expect the event manager to ask me to present a second time. Um, another one is, is, um, so you're, you're, you've got 30 minutes that the other speaker has gone over time or the whole agenda is like screwed up mm-hmm. and the speaker goes, okay, can you, can you do it in, in 20 minutes? Okay. And you go, Oh my God. So, um, so that's a no problem, no problem because I speak in speech maps and in story points 
And so I just make my story smaller, make my point faster, or I take a story out because I don't really need that story. It was a backup story in case I did have 30 minutes. Um, but if the event manager, you could be on stage and, and at the 20 minute mark and you expect to finish at 20 minutes, you get a sign saying plus 15 because the other speaker hasn't turned up or something, something's wrong backstage and they need you to, to cover another 15 minutes and you get that on stage and you, and you just nod to the event manager and basically no problem. No problem. And, and, and you're, you're prepared for that because you've got an additional story you can tell the audience or an additional two stories. And so this hooks into mindset number one is that by having a no problems attitude, the event manager is going, um, yeah, I love working with you and, and please, I'll invite you back next year and the year after and the year after. And there are events now where I'm speaking for the fourth year. Oh, amazing. No problem. <laughs> so no problem. problem attitude. Mindset number four is go for the emotional connection. And this is also, they're all very important, but going for the emotional connection is crucial as a speaker. And you've seen these presentations that, that are just boring the hell out of you. There are no emotions. It's like you're going to sleep because they're not making you laugh. They're not making you cry. They're not making you uh, think aha. They're not making you angry. They're not, they're, they're just motion, emotionless. And these presentations, you want to get out of as quickly as possible, and you will not remember one minute after the speaker has left the stage. You just won't remember it because you see, one thing you got to realize, and you know this because you're a marketer, um, people, it's emotions that makes memory stick. Emotions are, are the glue that makes memory stick. When something's emotional to you, you remember it. Yeah. So. I understood this very early, actually, um, when I was 13, I read a book about this that was given by my dad. And I used this principle at university, um, uh, this, this, this thing, this power of emotion to remember things. And uh, that's what allowed me to get full marks in my exams because I got very emotional about the content. I remembered everything about my content and I was able to get full marks all the time. And that's how I ended up getting a PhD in medicine uh, 12 years later which is a complete other story. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I use the power of emotion to remember things. And I applied this to my speech maps. So that's why I don't need slides. I can speak for hours without slides because I remember every single thing I want to say because I'm emotional about it. And, and people in the audience won't remember what you say. They won't even remember what you do. They'll remember how you made them feel because it's feelings that gives rise to emotions and it's emotions that makes memory stick. So, Go for the emotional connection. The more emotional you make the crowd, the more they will remember you. And unless they remember you, they are not going to change anything in the future. You're not going to have any impact in the future. They must remember you. They mu- or you, I mean, when I say you, I mean your message. Yes. You know, the, the, the points that you made in their minds, like not you as a person, but the message you, you brought over. Sometimes it can be you as a person because then you might get a consulting gig out of it. Or they might buy your book or they might, um, you know, invite you to give a speaker training or they might invite you to speak at their event because it's you thereafter because you might be a great speaker. But create the emotional connection in order for them to remember you and take some form of action in the future. Creating emotional connection is very critical in the sense of, the, of a, as a speaker because uh, the 
that's what they're going to remember you for and that's what they're going to get to their heart their heart absolutely and, and it's yeah. very important that we do that let's move to the next strategy so mindset number five and that is live an interesting life live an interesting because as yeah as a speaker you are a storyteller just like a marketer. Well, marketers are not liars, but storytellers. You just interviewed <laughs> Seth Godin. I, I listened to the podcast. Great. He's a big, big, big mentor of mine. Awesome. Like, amazing person. Amazing person. Amazing that you were able to, to get him on your podcast. Well done. Well done. Thank you. He's, um, one of my, yeah, one of my other colleagues recently interviewed him as well on her podcast that, um, I've never spoken to him yet, but I hope to speak to him soon. Yeah, sure. So. Live an interesting life is about collecting stories. It's about, because as a speaker, you're a storyteller. You're, you're, you're trying to make points through stories because it's stories that create the emotional connections. It's stories that people relate to. We've been telling stories since the dark ages, you know, around the campfire and where we, we attracted to stories. So in order to have interesting stories to tell, you need to live an interesting life. It means that you need to be aware of the life that you're living and, and collecting these stories all the time. And I'll give you a hint now and I'll give the audience a hint. You are in a story when you feel an emotion. When there's an emotion, you are part of a story. Right. And so how to identify stories in your past, for example, well, what were you emotional about? What, what do you still remember? Because those emotions made those memories stick. So look back to the most emotional times of your lives. And that is where your, your, your most powerful stories are. And, and at the core of this, at the core, so I'm giving you some, some deeper tips here. The audience feels what you feel. So if you want the audience to feel a certain way, you need to feel that way too. And so when you're telling a story from the stage, then you need to drop into that story, become emotional about that story. You know, sometimes you might even have to cry, but you don't have to cry. You just become emotional. You might be excited. You might be passionate, but you need to drop into your story. You need to feel the emotion yourself because it's an interesting life story that you've had. Make a powerful point so that it has value for the audience beyond just entertainment. And they will feel exactly what you felt mm. because people feel what you feel. So that's mindset number five. Live an interesting life. Collect stories that you can tell from the stage. Oh, that's very powerful because stories really uh, get the hearts of the people. When you combine to your your point number four, that when you make an emotional connection with it, too, it's it's really a uh, sent home the message. So look at number six. <laughs> so mindset number six is always always finish on time. I like this. <laughs> This is really important one. This is a really important one because the speaker that doesn't finish on time is the speaker that creates a problem for everybody. Yeah. For the event manager, for the audience, because they need to get to the next session, for the next speaker, because they're up now and you're chewing into their time. Um, so always finish on time. And I took this literally. I took this literally. I, I branded myself now as a speaker that finishes on the second. <laughs> like not on the minute, on the second. Like when the when the counter hits zero, I say my last word. <laughs> and um and this has been a trick I've I've done, but I did it because I use speech maps and I have an opening, I have a middle and I have an end. 
I know how to land my presentation. I know what my, I call it an L15. It's, it's how you land the plane, basically, how you land your presentation, how you finish your presentation. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly how long it is. And I can see the clock. And I know exactly the different versions I can tell, the one-minute version, the two-minute version, the three-minute version. And this allows me to finish exactly on time. And, um, and, and this is what event managers love this. They love speakers that finish on time. Mm-hmm. And the audience respects speakers that finish on time. And, and going over by a couple of minutes isn't always the worst in the world. You know, one minute seems to be acceptable. Uh, but one minute becomes two minutes. And two minutes becomes three minutes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I can push it a little bit more. And then eventually you're going five minutes over time and you're one of those speakers again. So you need to be very strict on this. Always finish on time. So my dad was a pilot uh, on, on an island. I was born on Vanuatu and we lived on, on very small islands and I actually lived in the Marshall Islands and those were little atolls. And, and often these islands are so small that the airstrip covers the whole island from lagoon mm. to the sea or from sea to sea. And my dad had to land that plane exactly on that strip. Oh. 30 seconds too early, he would land in the ocean. 30 seconds too late, he would land in the, in the ocean. Mm. And, and I literally took this from my dad. I said, you know, if I'm going to finish my presentation, well, I'm going to choose to finish it on time. Yeah. And, um, and that is a mindset that's going to get you a long way as a speaker. Yeah. Always finish on time. <laughs> Great mindset. Let's look at the last, the seventh mindset. The seventh and last mindset. And this is something I literally took from Eric Admeets when he trained me last June. And that this comes from him. It's be so good, they can't ignore you. Right. And this is a very powerful one. Now, it's some people take this in an it's There's a bit of arrogance to this, you know, mm-hmm. if you're American, if you're Dutch. But this isn't about ego. This is about being the best version of yourself. This is about bringing you to the podium. This is about being you. This is about being the best version of you. Be so good they can't ignore you. People admire other people that can be themselves, that have the courage to be themselves, that have the courage to say what needs to be said. And and being so good they can't ignore you is really is really a, a way to market yourself and implant yourself in people's minds so that an event manager, for example, they have to have you back the next year mm. or an event manager has to recommend you to one of their fellow event managers because that event manager helped them last year and now they want to help them and the only speaker they can think about is you because you're so good they can't ignore you so this is really about being the best version of yourself people respect that and 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 basically being something that they're just not going to forget very easily and and they're not going to be able to annoy you the next time an opportunity comes up to have you there. Be so good that they can't forget you. That'll give you repeat business or repeat gigs if you do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's also, as a speaker, you're trying to upsell your business often. You're, you're often a consultant or a trainer or, um, or an author. You're trying to sell a book or a speaker and you're trying to get booked again. And this is a great mindset. Uh, to bring out the best version of you so that you get repeat business. And, and this is literally like, it's beautiful, an audience. So you, you're up on the podium. There are a thousand people in the crowd. They're coming from all different companies. There are CEOs, CMOs, head of digitals, marketers, sales. And 
something six months down the road pops up at their organization. They're having an internal event or they're having an internal business day and they need an external speaker or they need a trainer on communication or they need, um, you know, a thought leader on a certain topic and that topic happens to be yours. What's going to happen? Well, because you were so good, they can't ignore you. What's going to happen is that they're going to think of you and you're going to get that email. You're going to get the call. And that's going to generate repeat business for you. So this is why that mindset is there. And, and the key to, to, to being, um, to, to executing on this mindset well is knowing what you want. Because people admire people that know what they want. And that means aligning up with your strategic objectives. And it means literally telling them, um, why you're there. What do you want? You can tell that in a, in a, in, a, in an obvious way, like buy my book. So, Chris, um, on, on all that you've said, if you're to give um, a $1 billion advice in a sentence to an upcoming speaker, what would that be? So there, there are many things I want to say, but if I was to nail it down to something so simple that you would remember it, it would be people feel what you feel. So if you feel nervous on stage, the audience is going to feel nervous. If you feel excited, the audience is going to feel excited. If you feel passionate, the audience to feel a certain way because that's where everything starts. Everything starts from a feeling. Feelings give a feeling. How do you want other people to feel? That's how you need to feel. People feel what you feel. That's my biggest, biggest tip for today. Wow, people feel what you feel. Awesome. So, Chris, um, as we round up, what what project do you have upcoming that listeners can benefit from? So, I'm currently launching um in the in the process of launching what's gonna well be I I believe biggest uh thing in the speaking industry over the next few years because it's 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 got a big foundational network already attached to it i'm i'm doing it with some of the biggest names in the speaking industry um and and the prototype to this new project which is about to be launched over the next few months i i can't release um the brand name just yet because we haven't made it public but what i can release is the prototype to this brand name and that is 10x speaker and 10x speaker was a prototype that i built very quickly within 60 days I was, to, I was able to build it, amass a lot of momentum, get a lot of people involved. And my mentor, who I wanted not to ignore me, he's so good, Eric doesn't ignore me, Eric Edmeets. So now I'm going to be partnering with him on this new initiative. And, and, and 10X Speaker was simply a prototype to the, allow anybody in the world access the full day speaker trainings for free. So you'll be trained by me or by other certified trainers. They will come in and for a full day, you will get to know all the ins and outs of what it is to be a speaker and how do you become the best speaker you can be. And um, and uh, you can find out everything about it at 10xspeaker.com. You can put in your email and you can get access to, to, to communication to the community that I send out. And basically, if we have at least like 30 people in one location ready to to enable an event then to, to give the training and, and and it will be free 
Oh, that's that, that's amazing. I'm looking forward to the TenX speaker myself, and I'm going to. I, I believe that listeners will, will head over to tenxspeaker.com to sign up, and let's see how we can make this an exciting one because I want to be on board as, as myself. Awesome, awesome. So what 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 I would recommend is just follow me on at least one social channel because I communicate a lot via social media. So LinkedIn is probably LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook are my biggest channels at the moment. And and usually I just roll out announcements, you know, new events coming up, um, and and that'll give you sort of access um, to to the to the to the stuff I'm communicating. But if you really want to do a 10x speaker training, the best thing is just to sign up at 10x speaker. Then I have your email. You're part of the email list, and you'll get the updates of, of upcoming events. Okay, so listeners, just try follow Chris Borden on all the social media networks and to get updated on this exciting new project coming up. Hi, so if you enjoyed this podcast, head on to Amazon.com slash Otter slash Bernard Kelvin and get all my books on building a successful personal brand. Personal brand, corporate branding, just go to Amazon.com slash Otter slash Bernard Kelvin or at best just go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin Climb. All my books will be available to you. Just purchase copies and buy some for your friends. The best is yours.